episode of Ask Hat Analysts. My name is Nathaniel Jackson, and I am joined by my roommates and co-hosts, Kyle Jenis. Hello! And Joshua Johnson. Hey! And this week, we are joined by special guest, Jared Manning! Hello! Woo! All right, and it's time for our BS episode. I thought for a second you forgot what we were talking about. I did. I definitely blanked, but that's okay. We're going to move on. Um, thanks for uh, embarrassing me, Kyle. Right. Uh, Listen, it happens to me plenty on this, on this podcast. I did enough. it last episode. Uh, I think this, he forgot it because he didn't do research. Uh, ooh, this ooh. week's BS topic is, uh, what is the craziest? We, we use craziest, but it could be uh, most wacky, most uh, mind-blowing, outrageous, outrageous celebrity court case. This might be slightly inspired by the Amber Heard Johnny Depp uh, case that's going on right now. She pooped in a bed, dude. She pooped in his bed, <laughs> straight up. That's that's all it needs to be said. Like, come on, man. It, look, it was a funny, practical joke that was just taken out of context by the rest <laughs> of the world. Okay, oh, no. <laughs> dude. Okay, there's there's a, a <gasps> clip of her like uh, blowing her nose, but it looks like allegedly. It looks like she's just sniffing crack behind this, like, <laughs> this tissue. I've seen that. Like, holds this yeah, tissue that, up and then just, like... <laughs> she, like, wipes her nose a couple times. She's yeah. Like, yeah. And she, yeah, she definitely looks like she just got a high. And then she kind of looks around and then immediately does it again. Did she pose for the camera? No. Because that was the thing she well. did in court. She wiped her nose and then stopped so the camera could take pictures and then kept going. <laughs> Mm. I don't know. It's just there's a that's lot. A, of that's things. a weird case. If yeah. you haven't been watching, you should definitely go and yeah. watch. It's been that's entertaining, to say the least. Yeah. Justice for Johnny. Tragically entertaining. Yeah. Yes. Tragically entertaining. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Not as entertaining as uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, though. But yeah. but which unfortunately Johnny Depp will never return to. Yeah. Not for three hundred million dollars and thirty three alpacas. Was it 33 alpacas or 3,000 alpacas? It might have been 3,000 alpacas. Either way, a Where large number of alpacas. many alpacas? Dude, I want some alpacas. Probably in a Does pasture. John, so why was that like... True. I, I don't know a ton he, about I think Johnny he just Depp. likes alpacas. Do, okay, because I was like... That's kind of a weird thing to... to Honestly, I think if, if I was to make... If I was to think of an animal that would equate to Johnny Depp, it would probably be an alpaca. Yeah. I mean, I... Like, I could just see, like, the way that they accessorize... Um, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, yes, I see that as well. But I just what? thought it was an interesting thing to be brought up in court, like as an well, incentive to go back. I think it, it was mostly brought up as like a point of how outrageous it is, and like yeah. it would have to be something ridiculous for me to even consider working with a company again that yeah burned me like that. But Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, the whole reason, so there. we talked about it could be any adjective. The main reason I said crazy was just because I really liked the alliteration of crazy celebrity court cases. Um, <laughs> that's fair. But, yeah. Um, well, uh, would you would you pick Nathaniel? <laughs> Good transition. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I am going with uh, People versus Michael Jackson. 
Oh man, I feel like I remember hearing about this. What? Uh, Wait, which people? So that's just the name of the court case, which is very interesting. It's like a collective, uh, no, it, it's or whatever. It, it was a joke on my part, but it is. That's it, the so, people, like the yeah. citizens. Yes. Yeah. Um, the state of New York. Well, it's or whatever so it is. everything I have found in doing research, it's not the people. It's just people, <laughs> which I thought was very weird. I was like, people versus. Where's the the? Wouldn't the the people as in multiple? I don't know. It was weird. Um, but the original case was actually done by one family um, in the case of one 13-year-old boy. Um, and his name was Jordan Chandler. Uh, and basically, I don't know what you guys know about Michael Jackson, but he has an estate uh, called Neverland, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of creepy when you actually think about what allegedly happened there with all the child predatoring that he did and it's like well neverland is a place where kids never age and they go there to to me bad things happen it's like neverland is where peter pan is yeah so i'm like yeah i'm like well michael jackson's kind of like hook and then everyone else is like all the the lost boys yeah but no it's I don't know. Just a weird. Does that connection. make the people the crocodile? Yes. There you <laughs> go. No. no uh, it was a weird connection. My brain. I don't know. Uh, but this happened in '93. Uh, um, in December of '93 is when the first allegation happened. Um, he actually met Chandler uh, or Jordan Chandler in May of '93, um, and then the allegations came out in December. Um, Basically, it ended up being settled out of court um, in a civil case. Uh, so he ended up paying what in today's standards would equate to about $20 million to have it settled outside of court. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he probably had that kind of money. So It's Michael Jackson. He had that and a lot more. Uh, he um, was <laughs> Michael Jackson. He, he, Rip. Yes. He, he Now he is the artist formerly known as Michael Jackson. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyways, in the, uh, in the court case, he actually, there were other kids um, that had stayed with him at Neverland uh, who actually spoke and went on the stand and were like, well, no, this never happened to me. He never physically touched me, never advanced in these ways. Um, who then later um, actually came out and said, well, he did. Uh, and we just weren't emotionally in a place where we could actually come out at that time, which did does mean that they lied on the stand. Um, but uh, well, how old were those kids when that stuff happened? Like so, so uh, Jordan Chandler was uh, twelve at the time of the event and thirteen at the time of the accusation. Okay, so his birthday was between May and December. Yes. Um, he also ended up being a cancer survivor. Um, so wow. he got cancer later on, and then. Uh, so there's this whole weird story with him and how sad his <laughs> life is. Um, but uh, later on, I think the documentary came out in 2019. Um, it was about two boys who were also stayed at Neverland, uh, and they go into their own stories about what happened. One of the two boys, who are now adult men, um, talked about their experience there and that one of them was a child who said that Michael Jackson never touched him uh, on the stand. But uh, obviously was he felt as he explained in his or in the documentary that uh, 
he had kind of been trained or manipulated into that um, through his time with Michael Jackson and how like Michael Jackson was always kind, was never like physically abusive, never hurt them, mm -hmm. but he would always say, hey, you, no one can ever find out about this. We'll, our, both our lives are over, you know, uh, we'll, oh, wow. we'll both go to jail. So obviously you're a kid who's been told that you're going to go to jail if you ever say anything about this. And then you get called onto the stand. You're going to say, no, that, that never I mean, happened. Yeah. You're trying to protect yourself. You're a 13, 14 year old kid. Um, so there is a lot of, uh, ramifications for this. I, I don't know if you guys have ever gone on and watched them, but Michael Jackson actually released a lot of like press videos, um, during the time of like the accusations and everything, um, saying like, just give me a chance. I deserve, um, I deserve equal and fair opportunity to defend myself and, and to bring the truth to light, um, which is kind of, it's interesting to watch those videos knowing that he ended up being found not guilty and and all those things that happened. It's kind of like a... To me, the videos are kind of creepy. Um, I actually enjoy Michael Jackson's music. I think he's an outrageously talented human being. Um, but doing some research into these cases and allegations, I was like, oh, okay. I understand now for the first time because I've always been like kind of an outside observer to him and his career like I admire him for the talent he has and the music he's put out there but I've never cared enough to delve super deeply into the reasons people hate him um, I actually have a friend in college who is absolutely loves Michael Jackson's music and um, he personally believes that it's all rubbish um, but uh, another person another um, TV interview this came out quite a few years after that first civil case because there ended up being multiple cases and allegations that pursued um, the one I stated was just the first one. Um, but um, I forget, I cannot pronounce his name right ever. The actor that uh, was the kid in Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin. Yes. So he was actually a kid that stayed in uh, Neverland. Oh, shoot. Yep. So I remember reading about that somewhere. Yeah. So he was... 12, 13, 14 at the time that he stayed there, somewhere around that age, like teenage kind of age. Um, and in the interview, he's actually asked, he's like, well, did you stay in Michael Jackson's room or in his bedroom? And he goes, well, yeah, a lot of us did. And then they're oh, like, no. well, isn't, isn't that like not okay? And he was like, I don't think you guys understand. His personal bedroom was two and a half stories big. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Huh? Okay. So, so he probably like his personal bedroom was probably a massive room with like stairs up to like a loft or a second level and then a loft because or it's something. never landed. Yeah, it's basically like yeah. a whole cabin to itself. And he yeah, has that like kind it's of money. It's freaking massive. So in his mind, when he's talking about it, he's like, yeah, there's probably seven or eight of us in there, and we were probably some of us up in the loft and some of us down on the main floor and on a couch or whatever. Or whatever you know. Yeah. So. You know, having someone like that then come to defend you, you're like, okay, well, uh, this is a credible person in the industry who was in there and abs says absolutely nothing ever happened in his experience, uh, which does not mean that that was the experience for every other kid that was in there. Mm -hmm. But in the specific occasions that he cites, that is what happened. So um, it, it is a very disturbing case because 
all of the details when you go through and look at all of the um, accusers over um, the time period from uh, that time in December of 93 from the first one until Michael Jackson dies, they're all eerily similar. Um, and part of that could be that everyone who made an accusation really knew Michael Jackson well enough to be able to come up with a story that fit his personality. Because I don't know if you've watched a ton of videos and interviews with Michael Jackson, no. but he always, you know, he's very soft-spoken, very soft voice, always saying, like, uh, talking about love and caring for one another. And um, uh, even in um, one of the interrogation interviews um, that you watch during this, uh, he's talking about how, well, I was raised to surround myself with kids to inspire kids to teach kids um just and then he quotes the bible and he's like jesus was always spending time with the children because he thought it was important so that's and that's how i was raised so that's what i do um which is true but also with the allegations that are going against him kind of kind of creepy yeah well at heart it is like it there are good intentions i feel like but Again, given context, you're like, that's... Well, so it also, I think one important kind of key point to that for like just kind of understanding his side of things, if you do believe that the allegations are false, um, was that he was not raised in a very constructive home um, and started, you know, was in the Jackson 5 and popular at like the age of like 9 or 10, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, he, like, as a child, like, never really got to kind of grow up. So yeah. he, you know, was almost instant famous and then started his solo career kind of shortly after that. Like, he started his solo career when he was, like, yeah. 14-ish, I think. Young. Yeah, yeah when, when he yeah. was young. So it, like, part of that to him, like, there's also probably that disassociation of the fact that, like, okay, well, I'm, like, you know, in my 40s, yeah. or, like, late 30s. Yeah, late 30s. But it's still, I'm still mentally, you know, kind of, there as a child yeah and so there isn't that much of a you know yeah and if you watch if you watch on any all of his interviews he does have that very childlike uh way of talking way of behaving um he he doesn't behave like a a normal adult which he's not a normal adult yeah michael jackson yeah Yeah. so yeah it definitely makes sense it uh it's yeah, it, it's kind of, it's interesting to look into, and I definitely will probably now that I've kind of scratched the surface into it, I want to dive a lot more into it and, like, look at a lot of the individual accusations since then. Um, but, yeah. Well, and there's also this, like, because I know you mentioned, like, respecting his music and the talented individual that he was and what he produced, but then also, you know, kind of being more kind of curious and I guess kind of, like, he himself is kind of an ominous figure. Yeah. Um, and that I think kind of goes back to like the literary concept of like death of the author of like, can we recognize art without taking into consideration who the artist was? And so, you know, do his musical works stand on their own merit or do we always have to associate it with allegations that were made about him as an individual? Yeah. And I would say, no, I think you can like his music and not have any opinion either way about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with but that. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with that. Yeah. I do agree with that. I, whether or not 
if it were ever to come out with factual evidence that he for sure did these things, I would still enjoy his music. Well, and I don't, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. It won't. Um, I mean, most the interesting thing about the documentary is th- that it came out after, like, so many years after his death, when he wasn't there to defend himself or tell his side of the story or anything like that. Um, which I understand has yeah. to do with the kids growing up and being able to actually have, like, reflected on things and yeah, yeah, the documentary you know, being able to tell their experience in adult human words with adult human emotions and reflection on what happened or may have not happened, but yeah, it's also the timeline is it, it's frustrating yeah. because it's, we're getting more details about their side of the story in a position where he, we will never know the actual truth. Yeah. And it, he's not here to, or we will never be able to prove the actual truth. Yeah. We may actually know the truth. We just aren't able to recognize it as pure truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the documentary came out in 2019. Um, most of the court cases that did happen from the first one till he died were actually thrown out for two reasons that were cited. One, just lack of evidence. And two was uh, ulterior motive by the accuser. Um, most of the court cases were thrown out because it appeared as if the accuser was just after money especially because that first case ended settling outside of court with such a large amount of money being reported to have happened. So if, if I have a kid that went to Neverland, even if no one touched them and, uh, I just saw someone else do the same thing and just do accusations and they just got $20 million I understand the urge <laughs> to well, say. Oh, money those kids probably made from that documentary they did on Netflix too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, they made none. They did. Um, yep. No. Wait. What? And, huh? Yeah. So, well, they weren't kids. Think about it. Well, by I guess the, they're adults. Yeah. Oh, they were yeah. adults by the time the documentary. But they did it for free. Um, uh, yeah. They wow. actually did not make any money off of the documentary. Um, they did say it wasn't that very popular. No. <laughs> it was very popular. They was, did make the joke. the. Uh, the statement in the documentary multiple times that they want to spread awareness for um, sexual abuse in a nonviolent way um, to minors because it's really common to see it and to hear about it in a violent manner, but not really a nonviolent manner, which is what they talk about with Michael Jackson, how it was not violent at all, how he was extremely caring and careful with them and kind to them, um, which is, to me, almost creepier. Um, but it's, they want to spread that awareness and they, they're hoping that out of that documentary, they're able to actually help more people. And that is, as they say in the, in some interviews they did about the documentary, like that's their purpose. They want to, um, bring light to that and help people who have gone through that. Well, and I think, yeah, because there's a lot of, I think children out there who are going through similar experiences that don't recognize that what they're going through is abuse mm-hmm. um, simply because there is that nonviolent nature. Like they don't recognize that something is wrong um, yep. until they get later in life and then they are able to go like, oh, that was pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is extremely common and I think almost more common than violent occurrences. Um, and then even like the courage to actually speak out and, you know, 
for, for parents to be able to see kind of the signs of, okay, well maybe it's not, you know, you don't necessarily need to be looking for, you know, bruises or cuts to be able like as a sign that there's something. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why it's not as commonly talked about is because there is that lack of physical violence. Um, and because it's almost more emotional for, for a child to be cared for in that way, um, they don't realize until they're, they have matured much, much later in life, how wrong that was. And, even then they've been telling themselves their whole life that what they did, there was nothing wrong with that. And that's what they've thought for forever. So it's probably, I would imagine a lot harder for them to come out and talk about that experience. Well, Um, especially when most likely those experiences were with somebody that statistically it is more likely that it's with somebody in the family or close to the family. And so coming out with accusations like that, especially years later where it's like, okay, well, people aren't going to believe me or, you know, there, there's no way to kind of prove that that's something that happened and they're going to take the word of this person that they trusted for years. Um, but yeah, I, there's, we, we can honestly have an entire episode just kind of discussing things like this. There so many different nuances to every kind of situation and, yep. and everything like that. But, um, to, to bring things a little bit more centered back into, uh, our bullshitter episode, um, when did you say that kind of the major the first accusation well n- not the first accusation um but because you said that there were multiple and there were kind of a series of them mm-hmm. i do know that there was one portion that was extremely like televised i mean there was and i've watched a lot of interviews from it i do not do you remember when that was i do not i know there's a lot of uh, the videos I watched were from like 2003 and there was a couple from like 2006-ish area, so early 2000s. Um, but I don't... I So I've never actually watched the documentary. Um, everything I know is from watching interviews from the two that the documentary was about. Okay. Um, and then... I watched a couple videos and read one article about um, specifically the, just the timeline of everything happening. Okay. Um, just kind of a general overview. Of, yeah. Okay. Um, and so I know there was the original one and, uh, and then there was those, there was the, so the video of him like in an actual cell um, or not a cell, like an interrogation room or whatever with his lawyer was in 2003. Okay. Okay. Do you remember? So there was one thing, because I remember it being on television from like that kind of mid-2000s time. Um, What was particular about his wardrobe that stood out? I don't remember the wardrobe. I remember some of the questions that he was asked. But okay. I don't remember what he was wearing. Okay, because this was... I know he had... Actually, in one of the videos, he had kind of a reddish shirt, and then he had just black curly hair with that was kind of tied in. Okay, okay. Because I was, like, I I was like eight or nine and like starting to realize who Michael Jackson actually was, and so this was kind of my first introduction to him before I had recognized that this is the same guy that did that other music or yeah. even what music really was. Yeah. Um. 
there were multiple days and like a lot of times where he just showed up in pajamas and that was a big thing of like it was kind of weird of like why is why <laughs> that is peculiar I, yeah, I didn't see anything about that uh, but okay anyways I mean he's Michael Jackson I guess he can do whatever I mean I, he wants. That's, I don't and that's him, kind dude. of but dude, it I, was it was also like he had gone through like at this point almost a decade of over a decade because it was probably around like 2005 2006 when these things were wrapping up um because he died in what 2014? No, 2008. Yeah, or 2009. 2009. Nine. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We went over this in another episode. Actually, we did. I yeah, think it was the one we did with Chase. Yeah. Probably. Um. Yeah, but. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. It was weird because he. He's probably so like mentally drained. Yeah, like he had been going just through it a lot and like didn't necessarily care to dress up for it, I guess, or whatever. I, I just remember it being very strange that there was this, you know, because there were people, like there was always a massive crowd around the court. Yeah. Um, whenever he showed up in the mornings. I mean, and hey, I, we have a friend who pretty much wears pajamas everywhere. And unless I'm <laughs> going to work, I wear pajamas. So, yeah. I love pajamas. But if you were going to court, would you wear pajamas? You know, it would depend. Potentially. How do you pronounce it, Jared? Ooh, pajamas? I think it's pajamas. Oh, okay, I'm the odd man pajamas? out. Pajamas? PJs. Pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah, I'm a weird one. Well, you're... Pajamas. Raised by Northerners. That's true. Pajamas. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I am too, pajamas. actually, but we say... Shoot! How did I say it? <laughs> you said now. I'm questioning. Honestly, pajamas. it might it you might just pajamas. be like whatever fits better pajamas. in the sound yeah. of that I sentence. Pajamas. I say pajamas. I used to say PJs for the longest. I don't know. Time. They both sound right to me. Okay. So yeah. I say pajamas, but also jammies and PJs. Yeah. See, I used to say jammies, so. It's if I shorten it, then it's jammies. jammies. But jammies? I've never heard jammies yeah. in my life. But I've heard time to get in your jammies. Don't say that. And yeah. I say pajamas. Jammies. My family has a. I think I've only actually uttered that word like maybe twice and it was ironically when i was babysitting but uh-huh. it was like 7 30 and it was time for them to go to bed yep dude if i could just wear pajamas every day you would i would you absolutely would i know you dude would. i i would my family has a tradition where on like christmas eve and christmas morning we only wear pajamas and they're christmas themed pajamas uh, we haven't done nice. it like the last two or three years, Do you but get for obvious pretty, reasons, no, not matching. Um, although my dad and That's I dumb. did have like a seven-year stint where you they just were accidentally o- matched. Well, they were always Star Wars, um, but uh, now the last couple of years it's it's been Tampa Bay. But um, go Buccaneers, understandable. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just love pajamas. They're comfy. They're cool. Comfortable. All right, Kyle. Hi. What is the uh, what is the court case that you picked? I went with uh, Astro World attendees versus Travis Scott. And uh, oh, okay. this is recent. This it is in, uh, November of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yep. That recent. Okay. Yeah. This is super yeah. Recent. It's like only six months old. So um. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. Kind of wild. The reason I picked this one, it's like, well, I mean, obviously, like, like people literally died at this event, and. The, there's like a whole timeline of buildup throughout the day of how everything went down. But basically it comes down to like the last 15 minutes or so before Travis Scott set, like everyone's like outside like the barrier or whatever. Like it's 8.45 or something. He's supposed to go on at like 9 something. 
and he comes on like five minutes late. It's like the second he hits the stage, like the crowd busts through and just like there's this massive rush of people that just rushes the stage and people are like getting trampled, everything like that. Um, a lot of people either inhaled a lot of like the smoke from the pyrotechnics, like from the stage because they were trying to get so close. Um, what the, I guess what the coroners or whoever the examiners determined was all 10 people essentially died from what's called compressive asphyxiation. Basically, they were just like in such close proximity or just like, you know, they basically just all like suffocated to death essentially is what they were determined. Yeah, it's so. like if, you're, if your stomach and your lungs are pushed together to the point where they yep. can't expand, yeah. you basically like forced lack of inhalation. Yeah, and it's just like, a lot of this for me came down to like, this isn't the first time that something of, obviously this is a huge magnitude, but like Travis Scott has had at least a couple incidents of like inciting insane, like hy not hysteria, but like insane, just in, I don't want to say involvement, but just like inciting, not like, not riot level, but like that sort of like insane action, like from his fans. Like the other famous one was the Lollapalooza 2015 incident where he literally told his fans, it's like, yo, just, screw security, just hop the fences and whatever and just like break into the concert venue. And he obviously got a lot of flack for that and did a lot for this one too because of the way he handled it or didn't handle certain things or whatever. Well, he but, just kept going. That There was, there was a lot well, yeah. of criticism of him like just acting like it wasn't happening. Yeah. And then in his defense, he's sitting up there and he's like, man, dude, there's so many lights and everything on stage. I genuinely couldn't really see what was happening. Yeah. Which in some festivals at night like that is yeah. totally valid. If you've never been on stage at a festival at night, it can be tough to see the crowd. Yeah. Well, and then not to mention how loud it is too. Like you can't hear anything. Yeah. Cause I know that was another part of it. Wasn't it that people, couldn't I mean it, like they were people were yelling yeah that other people yeah. couldn't breathe there was just so much stop the show yeah there was just so much going on that Man, you're in a freaking festival oh yeah no one can hear yeah people. I think it was like the second day of the festival or something like it's a it's like a two or three day festival that goes on and um yeah it was just it was a disaster well but the the venue itself was overbooked wasn't it oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah which was part of well Explain what the actual lawsuit was about. We understand there was people died, there was tragedy, right. there was mayhem, basically a riot in it in and it of itself. Pretty much, but yeah. So a lot of the attend, obviously the attendees that, on behalf of, were suing Travis Scott for not only the loss of life, but just like um, there were lawsuits, you know, for damages or anything like that. People were actually even like trying to investigate and sue Live Nation, who was the the booking agency that booked the festival. They had to like hand over CCTV evidence and leave leave like bodies or whatever at the scene so they could be examined or whatever. Um, there were a lot of reports of like drugs that were like either whatever snuck in into the festival or whatever. Um, it's a festival. Well, it's gonna happen, but I'm actually <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of the one of the people who unfortunately did die. Um, they found trace. They found amounts of. <laughs> I think it was. It was cocaine and methamphetamine in his or her uh, body at that time. I don't know if that obviously didn't play any into it or anything, but that's that just happens to be part of the circumstance, I guess. But um, yeah. the other lawsuits were obviously like damages to whatever surroundings, um, just injuries. Like a lot of people did receive injuries in the the mass crowd rush. I think there were there were almost three hundred civil lawsuits being filed against Travis Scott within 
the first 30, like within 30 days of the festival happening. And there have been, I think, close to a thousand now at this point being filed against him for just everything dealing with the incident and handling of the festival and whatever. Which I think, my knowledge as to the exact details of the event is is not huge, but from everything I've read, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. If you're going to sue, I understand. Mm -hmm. Why are you suing him? You should be suing the festival. Right. Well, that, and that's the, why the promoters, yeah. the people that run the venue, and yeah, yeah. The, well, that's why I Travis understand. Travis Scott like, had very little to do with what happened, and he probably could have reacted better. But we also don't know the circumstances that he was dealing with while being on stage, and how, like, well, that's, how do you react to that? First of all, other than say stop, and if you can't really see what's going on, and you think the crowds just going crazy. Because you can't, you really, when you're on stage, dude, you cannot hear the crowd. You, you, you can't. Yeah. You, ha you probably have in-ears, uh, in which case crowd sound is almost completely knocked out. Um, and even if you don't have in-ears, the speakers around you are so dang loud. Oh, yeah. That you're basically going to, you're basically just deafening yourself for like, however long. So, he, no, I guarantee you he couldn't hear what was going on. So yeah. I just think it's ridiculous. I can I can understand both sides. My my thing is is that he like this isn't the first time that like I said that something has happened. Like he yeah. incites his fans to like go ballistic, like batshit crazy. Yeah, but so do so many bands. Like go going crazy at a festival when an artist says I want you to go crazy. I mean, yeah, it's like jump dance. Metal guys will even say, dude, freaking mosh. Yeah, like, that's what well, I was going to yeah, make a like, comparison to was like massive mosh pits where yeah. I have seen people break bones. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I don't necessarily, so. I can't specifically point to any like deaths or things like that. Yeah. But I mean, there's, you, you can't. I guess the difference there would be it's more consensual because you're entering a mosh you're, pit. Yeah, you're no. Like it typically is like there's similar to like the dance circle. It's like that, but it's like, yeah. you know, 60 yards wide. Yeah, and then it's just like three hundred yeah. people in the middle, just running into each other, beating the crap out of one another to the music. But right, well, and that's well, that's why I see where with your argument, I understand how it's not entirely his fault. Like he he lost like a lot of upcoming, like he had yeah, performances he canceled, he had whatever deals like undone or whatever. Like he just lost yeah, I a think, ton of stuff. Yeah, because he was originally on Coachella's list and he got yeah. kicked, off of, kicked out of Coachella. Mm -hmm. He got... Was he on Bonnaroo? No, but I don't really follow... I don't I don't follow Bonnaroo that much, so yeah. I really can't tell he, you, to be honest. Yeah, but he, Which, he, the he, only reason I can understand that is because, one, those are massive festivals. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then also because even like, even if they would run the the situation a lot better as far as who can actually attend where they're all attending mm -hmm. you know like the actual space itself but it's even just the the thought of him potentially inciting something like that like the times where he said jump the security fences and you know i'm sure in the five or six years between those events he probably learned something and i'm not saying the whole thing is his fault but i don't i kind of understand them saying okay well we're at least gonna one like let this cool off so that people you know, might not just boycott because of what's going on. We're yeah. going to let that cool off. But then also, if there is any potential security risk, it's not, yeah. you know, worth it. 
And actually reading into it more, I was I was surprised how much he had lost and how much like Live Nation, I guess, potentially got away with. Because, I mean, I've, I've heard other stories as it, well about it like... took virtually no blame, which is outrageous. That's what I'm saying. Like, all they had to do was just hand over whatever surveillance footage and leave the grounds as they were for investigation to happen. Like, nothing else... Nothing else has gone down. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, plus it is a recent one, and I remember, like, following it pretty heavily when it came out. Like, I was like, what? I'm like, huh? I just... I mean, like, I feel like the main person that should have been sued would be the people that overbooked it. And the, which, you know, yeah, which would be Live Nation. I feel like. And like maybe they weren't secured properly or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Lack of security. There could have been a I, lot of different parties sued, people. but they all went after Travis Scott. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess he's like the, you know, he's the person of highest celebrity, I guess, in that ranking, I suppose. Like, yeah. Live Nation. Part of my frustration whatever. with the whole situation was just that. It, it really, at the time that it happened, it was the perfect like example of cancel culture and how much cancel culture thrives, specifically in the U.S. I don't know about other countries. I can't speak to them. But in the U.S., um, for a week to two weeks after this happened, everyone on social media, whether they were there or not, whether they had the news or not, whether they had all the information or not, basically said Travis Scott should go to jail for this. And I'm just sitting here like, we don't know exactly what happened. We don't have all the details. Like, you weren't there. Shut up. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not even a big Travis Scott fan, and I'm just sitting here like trying to be impartial and think, okay, well, as a musician who has been on large stages, you can't hear the crowd, especially if you have in-ears, and you cannot, at night, most of the time, really see very well. You have big lights in your eyes, and usually at night festivals, the crowd's not really lit super well. The, the light on the crowd is the light that's coming from the stage. So, you, you can't see. So, I don't know. I just thought, the entire time I was like, Dude, there's no reason he should be getting as much hate as he is. Like I feel at the very least until the verdict comes out and there is like people that have actually examined the facts and yeah. Yes. And reported. And then people have examined, you know, the court's findings. Yeah. And are reporting on that, not just Mm -hmm. when it's still, and I, this is still kind of an ongoing case as well. Like there, like there's still, like I said, hundreds upon hundreds of active lawsuits against him, which realistically is also, why didn't the class action like, why not bundle all of those up? Because the facts for them would be, Pretty much the same. Yeah. But. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I mean, I guess they kind of had it's like, I don't know the official name, but what I've seen is they labeled it, as, like I said, Astro World attendees versus Travis Scott because, he, you know, he had at least, I think, close to like, I don't know, at least a couple thousand people there and it was overbooked or whatever. So, yeah, it was, it's just my thing. It was, it's just a whole mess that could have easily been prevented. And all of this happened. And he it got, sounds similar to the Titanic. Good movie. No, I meant the actual ship. I know. I know. Where it was just overbooked, undersecured. Gotcha. And okay. yeah. And then disaster struck go- and it I was see a- where you're going with that. Yeah. Okay. I was very confused for a moment and I was trying to equate it to <laughs> the yeah. Titanic. Okay. But I see. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the uh, the court case, which was settled out of court, so it's more of a lawsuit than a court case, um, but was officially filed, uh, is significantly less flashy, was not nearly as televised, so that doesn't necessarily help my case, um, but it was 50 cents versus Taco Bell, <laughs> also known as 50 cent. Um, and during the Super Bowl, 55 cent. <laughs> Truth. Um, His bit was great. I loved him. Well, inflation. Um, <laughs> although realistically, then it'd be like dollar twenty six. Didn't yeah. we actually yeah, calculate yeah, it we, out? We did actually calculate it out. It would have been dollar twenty six. It was like dollar yeah. something cent. Yeah, yeah it was like off of fifty cent based off inflation in the past like twenty years or something like that. I think we looked yeah. up the time that he was born, and then took fifty cents from then, and then inflated it to uh, two thousand twenty two. Jeez. And it was like a dollar twenty six. Um, but <laughs> two and a half, which times. is the kind of joke that we would make and actually yeah. do research in and calculate and spend time doing that. Yeah. Um, we're that's the only we're fact he taking researched. credit for the joke, but it was definitely Bryce Poole who was a guest. Uh, in, in well, the past. he made the joke of of it being like a dollar or not like I don't know. He he made he made the fifty five cent joke, but he's also the one that calculated what inflation was. I helped with that. I wish I could have been there for that. He's the one Either who way. actually looked it up on his phone. Either way. <laughs> um, it's neither here nor there. All right, whatever. It was, it was a group effort, yeah, it, from it, it, my knowledge. That, it was a group effort and a discussion and yeah, the, okay. the hey, Bryce we should actually credit. look it up. Shout sure, out to whatever. Bryce Poole. We're not, did he patent it? Is it copyrighted? Is it trademark? Also, he also forgot to, like, he, so he tweeted it as a joke, but didn't actually specify in the tweet that he was making the joke about the situation so we just like tweeted 55 cents due to inflation is blah 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 and and, <laughs> and left out yeah so he confused. left out all the context of making the joke about 50 cent during the super bowl halftime show so and and then he started scrolling through and he was like you know i'm kind of glad i gave them context because everyone else also made the same joke i don't want to be like everyone else i was like yeah there you go you bryce yeah way to go chief um but anyways, yeah, so Taco Bell in 2000, Bell. it was like early 2008 when they came out with their, uh, it was kind of one of the first waves of their value menu. Mm-hmm. And so they came out with items that were 69 cents. Uh, no, it was 79, 89, and then 99 cents. Um, and so they sent um, a letter to different uh, news networks and kind of media outlets and said that they were requesting it was uh, a letter that was addressed to 50 cent requesting him to change his name and get like free taco bell for a year or something like that to change his name to 79 cent um that's so worth it but they never sent that letter to him they sent it to media outlets as if they had sent it to him and so he sued them for defamation because they were using his name as an ad campaign and they that he around. never agreed to. Yeah, that he never agreed to or did anything like that. Um, so he did it out of principle. Like, he didn't really get anything. He ended up... Uh, they settled for $6,000. <laughs> so it was, it was purely off of just like, no, you're not going to... Like, you can make it... Like, if it's a joke, that's one thing, but you're like clearly not making a joke. You're trying to make money off of this. You were trying to advertise... I don't know. I just thought that it was like kind of dumb. 
and kind how, of funny. <laughs> how long not, did that... <laughs> wasn't necessarily this outlandish, like there were deaths or, you know, it went on for 17 years and we still don't really know what happened. I just was like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, how long did that case actually take until it was, I guess, finished? Uh, it was like seven months. Like it wasn't even really, I feel like that is kind of short for a court case. I mean, it's yeah, or for like a lawsuit. It yeah, is. You said it was like settled outside, right? Or yeah. Civil. Yeah. It was, so it was in, it was in like civil, but before it actually went to court, it was settled outside. Okay. Uh, but it, it was a civil case. Makes sense. Yeah, because it, it wasn't criminal. So, yeah, Taco Bell didn't like stab 50 Cent however many times or whatever. No, I'm kidding. No, that was someone else. I don't think he also got, he, he got shot. He didn't get stabbed. Anyway, I don't I didn't do research about that. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but, yeah, so it, it not nearly as flashy, not, I guess, as many details to prove that I did research, but... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's also tough to not, I mean, like to disprove that you did research. True. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. The only reason I think you did research is because I've literally never heard of this situation. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, I had absolutely no idea that happened. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> it's Because I was, I was looking at like which one I wanted to do and was like, oh, that, you know, that's kind of funny. But yeah. I also figured it was one that nobody else would pick. Yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, it's the the face filter thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry, I got distracted by a video of uh, OBJ during rehab, and they put the sad face filter oh over his face, God. so it looks like he's just bawling, and it's very funny. But okay, I'll put my phone away now. All right, thank okay. you. Because <laughs> um, that's cheating. Hacks. Was, mm, it's Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> it's Instagram. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Jared, do you have any other questions to try and probe our arguments or anything like that? Oh, man. Y'all took a while to explain, so. We did. Well, I mean, yeah. There's all. I, feel, I, feel, like, I, I feel like I had questions. I just forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, when you have your guests, don't say it out loud. Write it. Oh, okay. And then we'll reveal it. On the sticky yeah. note that the audience cannot see. Yeah. Yeah, the beginning of the next episode. Yeah, we'll reveal. I them. was really wondering what that sticky note was for, too. Yep. Yeah, we were going to explain that. Everything later. comes to fruition. Makes complete sense now. Yep. Okay, so Nathaniel, mm-hmm. how much did you say they settled for outside of court again? It was like twenty million. Okay, and you said that was adjusted for inflation, right? Yes. So how much was that when? Dude, I don't know. I just said it. Like in the video I watched, it said approximately twenty million in today's standards. Okay. Maybe like. 13 well, if we take the equation from the 50 <laughs> cent joke, <laughs> where 50 cents is a dollar, we'll say 25 to make the math easy. So like two and a half times, right? Yeah. Two and a quarter times? Sure. Yeah. Like that. So like eight, so eight or nine? No, like eight. Yeah, like eight. Uh, two, two fifths of 220 million. So or 20 I'm million. not a math guy. It'd be, no eight, it'd be roughly, eight million. Roughly, yeah, roughly 10 million. Yeah, somewhere between eight and 10. Yeah. So we'll sure. say nine million. All right, nice. I'll take it. Okay, yeah. and then uh, for yours, mm-hmm. shoot, I had. I was <laughs> <laughs> how many of those? Ca- do you know how many cases have like actually been settled? I honestly hundreds that are still open, but I, mean, I, I know it's very recent. But. Yeah, I, I honestly, from what I've read and seen, I honestly don't think any of them have yet. Okay, because I, I was just curious to know if any of them had gone his way or you know the defendant's way. No, like I mean they're still they're probably still investigating 
whatever sort of evidence. Like I said, they could still be examining the video evidence that Live Nation handed over. Um, I haven't seen anything, any verdict-wise. Okay. I finished my mental math. It's uh, 8800000 Thank you. Good I job, Josh. That. Yep. And then, Josh, not... Not really any questions for you, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, there's not, I mean, there's not a whole lot of, uh, like, substance what's there. What's your favorite but, item on Taco Bell's menu? Uh, currently or ever? Ever. Ever. Oh, they had, um, what was it called? It was shaped like a triangle, and it was kind of like a quesadilla, but it was with the, um, like, beefy, cheesy nacho burrito. Mm-hmm. It was basically that, um, but it was in, like, a pressed, like, triangle kind of stack-ish sort of thing. I think I remember what you're talking about. Is it like cheesy? It would have been really popular your junior year of high school was when it was like on the menu. And it was yeah. shortly taken off and I was really frustrated by that. But the the beefy cheesy gorillas like oh, was yeah. basic it was basically uh, one, of one those, but like it was but like four times the size. Yeah. The old Taco Bell was so good. Well, yeah, you know, everything's better in hindsight. But except for nacho oh, yeah. fries. Those are still good. Oh, dude, nacho fries are flame. Did you see now they're white hot? Oh yeah. I've had them. I think the nacho fries Ooh. are so overrated. Oh, they're definitely overrated. Never that doesn't them. mean they're not good. <laughs> Correct. And they're, yeah. they're like $1.20. So. I just don't like them that much. I like eat them, and I'm like, that was that tasted pretty good. Yeah, that sounds like everything on Taco Bell's menu. <laughs> well, no, I disagree. I just ate Taco Bell t- uh, about an hour and 40 minutes ago. Um, and, you know, I had uh, two chalupas uh, with no sour cream. Uh, their steak chalupas, very very good. Good choice. Um, steak. Yep. Their steak is not bad. Um, and then I had a cheesy gordita steak. crunch um, with their spicy ranch. Pretty solid. They put a little too much spicy ranch on it this time. That's not possible. Uh, I mean, it is. <laughs> when you can't taste the rest of it, and all you taste is spicy ranch. Sounds like um, a good meal. That's the way Josh likes it, man. That's how you eat healthy foods. Sure. Um, Just drown it. And then I had a uh, crunch wrap supreme with no sour cream. I think that's bullshit. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one bit of research I don't believe. It was okay. Yeah. You know, there are other items that I... I, uh, My favorite Taco Bell item is definitely their grilled cheese burrito. Ooh, that Um, thing is delicious. But... I don't I, think I've ever had. I that. always feel Never so bad after eating it because it's the greasiest, cheesiest thing ever, and I already don't deal well with dairy ever, um, which is why I try not to eat dairy that much. But oh my goodness, does it taste so good? They have the cheese all grilled on the outside of the burrito. Oh, that's the, why. Okay, that is. I have a had a lot that. of cheese. Oh my god. Well, but it's also it just. It, I don't necessarily. That's what I like about it's the burritos messy. is that your hands don't necessarily always get covered in right. stuff. Right, I guess it is covered in grease yeah. if you eat it. Well, uh, not yeah. if you just keep it wrapped up in the wrap and you just peel the wrap around it as you eat it. That takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, I feel like t- people who eat Taco oh, Bell... Okay. Yeah, I usually like to deep throat my Taco Bell, so it like it's hard to do uh. that. All right, um, so... One by challenge. Uh, you wrote your answer. I wrote my answer. Josh, did oh, you right. write I your have answer? It. Somebody hand me a pen. <sighs> Josh. Sorry. Jared, did you write your answer? Yes. I did. Okie dokie, Josh. We're waiting on you. I have my answer. Okay. We will see you guys on Friday for our Simpleton episode.